0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk.
1: We return right now to a conversation that we started at four o'clock and it's about kids' participation in sports. We heard from Mary, and Mary got in touch with us because her 13 year old loves playing hurling but does not want to go back playing hurling in the next few weeks when training gets going. Why? Because while he's always there for training, he's never picked for a match, ever. He is 13 years old and he is always left on the sideline. And huge amounts of people getting in touch with similar stories. Other people, some people, it has to be said, disagreeing with uh, some of Mary's argument and suggesting that, you know, sport has to be competitive or It's pointless. Uh, My 16-year-old played for 66 minutes with his under-17 team last year. 40 minutes of a meaningless challenge game, 26 minutes of league championship, usually the last four minutes of a game. Some of the under-15s in the team would have played around 40 matches last year, including a number of 13-year-olds where my son sat and watched. I told one coach mid season that my son was considering quitting. The coach was unapologetic, saying they could play who they wanted. My son told me that he felt embarrassed and humiliated by the experience and is not going back this year or ever he even quit basketball because he thought he'd be on the bench there too I was supposed to help coaches GA team this year but I'm sickened by his treatment no contact from the same coaches to see if he's coming back coaches see winning as number one to boost their kids and their own egos they have a duty of care to all players not just the good ones club shares responsibility just happy to have coaches' appointment not worried about their calibre just one of the texts that has come in this is an email that came in to the hardshoulderednewstalk.com get kids who are having trouble with team sports to try martial arts instead of the competitive pressure to get onto the team and be better than your teammates. The philosophy is to work on yourself and to improve your own skills. If you want, you can take part in competitions, but the same pressure isn't there. I was bad at sports in school, but I did taekwondo outside school for five years, got a black belt, got into running and fitness through it. I also make great friends and build confidence in my own physical abilities which I couldn't do at school with team sports one of the best things I ever did and that is great to hear and I'm sure it's a solution for some kids but to go back to Mary's 13 year old he loves hurling he wants to play hurling it is the big sport in his community all his friends are doing it so I think just telling him to go off and take up Taekwondo is probably not the solution in his case might be the solution in some cases it obviously was in yours but not in some keep those texts coming 53106 Jen Hogan is with me now contributor to the Irish Times of course Uh, And, Jen, I know, listen, you have have written about this fairly extensively in the not-too-distant past. It is a big problem, isn't it?
2: It's it's a huge problem. Even hearing those texts come into you there, that's the sort of things that I am still hearing from parents. People are still getting in touch with me since I wrote the last piece in the Irish Times, which would have been in October, about this. And it's, it's a thing that I think anybody who's a parent, if, if you haven't experienced it directly, you have witnessed it at some stage or other. And it's a huge problem across the, across GAA in particular. Now other sports did come up when people were talking to me, but GAA took, was probably 99% of the correspondence that I got and contact that I got. And this idea in particular of bringing up younger children and getting them to play on a team instead of at the children who are at the correct age for that team is just, an exercise in humiliation for te- for the kids who are left on the bench then, or who may be brought on for those token mm. few minutes. And it really does say a lot about the coach. It, it goes. It really asks, what is their definition of success? Is it really all about trophies and medals? And listen, I'm as big a fan of competitive sports as the next person, but these are children, and surely the idea is that we get as many children involved in sports for as long as possible. You know, so they can take sports into the future with them, yeah. have the lifelong benefits, friends, health benefits, everything. Instead we're embarrassing them, we're humiliating them, we're making them feel worse about themselves. It's the exact opposite of what we do. And I've, I've spoken to coaches on this too. And there was one coach who spoke to me and he mentioned that even as the comment was made there, there was a conversation had between coaches going, it would be no real loss if these kids kind of decided to drift off. They're not really in, not really up to up to speed or up to Mm. scratch, really, for the team. This is about children's sports. These are children. And there's this level of competitiveness that the coaches wouldn't even see it necessarily as an issue if the kids drifted off. Now, I know coaches give up their time, and we couldn't have these sports without their time. But you have to ask if a coach with such a toxic attitude and such a negative attitude towards children's involvement in sports is really to, for their benefit or to their it, benefit at all.
1: It, it seems from from the stories that we're hearing today and and from, I know, some of the stories that you shared as well in that piece, uh, there's mm-hmm. this kind of six-year window where this becomes really problematic that, you know, for the first few years, like, I'm sure there's exceptions to this, but by and large, most sports, most team sports, including games, are very good at participation and it's all go games and enjoyment and just getting everybody out there. And then there's an acceptance that, you know, once they get kind of up to minor and certainly beyond minor you know that there's an acceptance mm. or there's a reality I think john's in that well they're getting close to adulthood there, and you know they can fend for themselves uh, to a degree uh, uh, they're mm. still your kids that there's it seems to be i don't know is is this would this be your take as well it's that window from age maybe twelve to eighteen where this becomes really problematic where maybe the the will to win becomes instilled amongst the coaches a lot quicker than it does some of the players.
2: And interestingly, Kieran, that's the age where we we'll see the biggest drop off of children from sports. That's when you start seeing people drop out of sport, and um, girls in particular, um, at larger numbers, but boys too. So it's obviously we're doing something wrong. You know, we're actually losing we're losing players from sport because they don't feel they have a place in compet- or in um, in team sports. And I, as I know somebody again texted in there and said martial arts and like you pointed out it's a solution for some people but children join sports for all sorts of reasons. Yes, they join it for the love of the sport and they join it because um, they want to get better perhaps or they want to play it but they also want to feel part of the community and they want to feel part of, of, of a team. They want to be with their friends. They want to do it for all those reasons and we need to look at that. It's their, the most vulnerable age in lots of regards for it child and they don't just drop off a cliff or, or a light switch doesn't even turn on at 12, 13, where you go, you've got to understand this is competitive sport. These are under a it's underage HJA we're still talking about. We're talking about children still. So irrespective about whether we're preparing them for adults, the majority of children will not go on to be GAA superstars and that's mm. the reality of it. But we could keep it off a lot more in the sport and those who are good at it will still excel. They'll still, they will still excel, but perhaps we could keep children involved. Give them all. Give them the lifelong benefits they could get better too, and they could enjoy playing for the sport. The GEA is supposed to serve the community. It shouldn't be the other way around that children feel excluded from playing for a team within their own
1: community. Nikki Brennan is with us as well. He's a former president of the GEA, of course. Uh, Nikki, uh, always good to talk to you. I mean, h- how do teams and coaches and clubs strike that balance in that window from twelve to eighteen, where you know games are getting more competitive and. Players they want to win and they want to win championships and they want to win leagues and at the same time as Jen says you, like you have to keep kids involved and you have to ensure that kids are getting plenty of game time.
2: Uh,
0: first of all, hello, Ciarán. Good to talk to you. I suppose I, I would I wouldn't disagree with Auntie Jenna's after saying I think she's been uh, very fair about it. She's obviously done a lot of research on it and she's uh, she's very correct there. But I think before we get on to finalise that question you asked, I think it is important to say it and you did allude to it. There is huge capacity within the GA system around go games, around blitzes, about uh, school camps, and lots of non-competitive action where kids at all levels and all abilities are catered for. Their first experience of probably competitiveness starts in the primary school with coming to Munscall, and it's also probably at under thirteen now. Now that might go to fourteen going forward, but that's an argument and a discussion for another day. And I think the issue here is is that. It's probably not a huge issue in many rural areas anymore. And you know the county that I'm from as, as well as I do that Prevent that uh, rural areas are struggling with numbers. It may be part of a bigger issue within the urban environment of the cities or the villages and towns. And uh, yes, it, sometimes teams, they would will put out more than one team and that's fine and that's to give people an opportunity. But I, I, I would say to coaches, and they are instructed through mm-hmm. the GA coaching regime to make sure it's all about inclusion and it's about participation and all of that but yes there are people in the GA who lose the run of themselves you see photographs of under 8, 9 10s winning cups up on their club Facebook page or wherever it is and it's the be all and end all but I think it's uh, these coaches are doing a disservice to a lot of those young people because we have a responsibility towards bringing on everybody but mm. yes there is a competitive end which will start coming into it around the thirteen year age bracket, and look at that's uh, that's the reality of all sports. It's not just an issue with the GA, yeah. but I do think there has to be consideration. If there is a weak player on a team, I think they just need they need consideration, and particularly the parents need to be aware of it as well. How they're going to be accommodation uh, within that playing environment.
1: And it, it, is there? protocols and procedures laid out by Croke Park? Is it a provincial council basis, county board basis? I mean, are there guidelines there for clubs and coaches?
0: Well, the guidelines are that we're an all-inclusive in terms of abilities. We have to try and do that and there's an onus on county boards to make sure that if a club can have a second team, their top team might be an A or a B level team, but their next team might very well be a C, D or E level team. And competitions are generally structured in counties to cater for players who play at that level now obviously where where a club has only one team and they have 25 or 26 players that starts to pose some difficulty and and there's no point in me coming on Kieran and saying that's easily solved take off a guy and just put on number 26 or 21 it's not easily done if it is a championship game so I think it is important that county game structures allow for secondary competitions you know that 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 it's not to be all and end all. They don't have to win the championship and, 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 and everywhere it goes. But it is an issue that's challenging in all sports. And because of the amount of GA clubs and the amount of games played, you know, I can understand Jen's point that it is particularly manifesting itself within Gaelic games. But it's something that's preached that to all coaches around the country when they're doing their various coaching courses. And by the full-time staff, the mm.
1: inclusion is what it's all about. Uh, Jen, have you an answer to that question, how you strike that balance, you know, between allowing in an element of competitiveness and acknowledging that the players get to a certain age where they do want to win championships and go back into school on Monday morning and brag about it to the lads from, or the girls from the, the, the club next door, while still involving everybody?
2: But I think everybody wants to win. I think inherently we all want to win. Children want to win. Everybody wants that. It's just when over-competitiveness takes over, when that becomes the be-all and end-all. And 13 is such a young age still. It's so young to have somebody feel they need to walk away from the sport. It is a difficult one to strike. Even the mention of the ABC teams there's still going to be a degree of competitiveness there. You're still going to hear about it in within the schoolyard even. Oh, I'm on the B team and I'm on the A team or the C mm. or D team. That's still going to crop up but at least it would give people um, play time. I think one of the big problems that still exists across the way and, it, it, and if we are going to go down to the things of ABC, C and D teams this idea of bringing younger children up. There is no need for that if there is somebody from the actual team there on the bench waiting to play. This is where in theory we're streaming to give everybody a chance and to make sure everybody's included but if you're bringing along a child who's from a younger age group but is perhaps considered a better player and putting them on ahead of another another kid another teenager yeah. and this is happening at that age group that is not inclusion inclusion is just a buzzword at that stage but it's not actively being employed because that's leaving somebody out to make sure they win ahead of everything including on the streamed team too
1: Rob Hartnett is after getting in touch to say the pathway for kids in Gaelic Games is to play to learn until under 12 learn to compete to under 16 compete to win after under 16 and this allows all kids to play and progress according to ability there's always bad coaches but don't damn them all as, as a coach Rabbi. I'm four square behind that. Uh, Somebody else says, uh, would it be fair for a better player to be sidelined so someone else though can get a game? We send our kids to training with the idea it's all about getting on a team. The training should stand alone as the exercise and the purpose being enjoyment for all participants. The bonus for those good enough is a place in the team. We seem the need to we seem to need to resolve every single issue our kids face in their favour and it's not possible life has disappointments so says uh, Tom Tom's a view shared by plenty of people getting in touch it's the minority view for the moment though most people think there needs to be a better balance struck and more participation more involvement uh, for the kids maybe who are not necessarily on the first 15 the first 11 whatever the sport happens to be The Hard Shoulder
0: with Kieran Coddy with Nissan Weekdays from four on Newstalk.